0: What is up, everybody, and welcome to ADZ Sports Dallas Prime Time. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsports.com Dallas, where we've got daily articles on analysis, news, and opinion on the Dallas Cowboys. And of course, remember that Prime Time is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. It is Wednesday, by the way. So that means later on the show, we'll get into the Freeman Mazda stat of the week. Stay tuned for that. But before we do any of that, we'll talk about the position group, the elite unit that the Cowboys need to bounce back. If they want to beat Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars and this might be a little bit obvious, but when we are talking elite Cowboys groups, elite Cowboy position groups, the pass rush needs to be one of the best, if not the best. And I realize that pass rush is not exactly a position group because it involves linebackers and safeties and defensive linemen and all of that, but that is the the, the best Think about your 2022 Dallas Cowboys. I truly believe that. That is their biggest strength. Versus the Texans. Even more so Micah Parsons. They were a little bit slowed down. And they did that by design With quick throws. Running the football. Even changing up the quarterbacks. To present different formations. And get rid of the ball quickly. Micah Parsons. Let's admit it. Got bit One QB pressure in this game. For most of the second half, he was lined up against Larry Mitansil in a lot of one-on-one looks. So not even getting help, Tonsil. And let's be fair to Larry Mitansil as well. He is one of the best offensive tackles in the league. It happens. This is how this league works. Uh, Micah was slowed down versus the Texans. That cannot happen against the Trevor Lawrence Jaguars. Here is why. That guy is good, ladies and gentlemen. And don't get me wrong. When I say that Trevor Lawrence is good, I don't mean it in a, oh, he's kind of the future kid for the league, or yeah, two years from now, or three years from now, he will be an elite quarterback. I truly believe, after watching some tape today and, and even late night yesterday, I truly believe that when Trevor, as, as soon as Trevor gets a, a more decent defense, a presentable defense, forget about decent, And maybe an upgrade or two up front in the offensive line. This guy will be in the conversation to be a top five quarterback in the league. Because he is good. And the Cowboys need to be able to slow him down. That will be a tall task. But there's one particular way to go about it. There's one way that Trevor Lawrence's production goes down. And it goes down drastically. Here is it. And it... Is it, it is good news for the Cowboys. You have to pressure Trevor Lawrence because when you pressure him, his numbers actually go down quite a bit. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, under pressure, according to Pro Football Focus, has a 30th passing grade in the NFL, 32nd in turnover-worthy percentage. So that would mean one of the highest turnover-worthy uh, percentage throws in the NFL. 22nd in passer rating, 20th in completion rate, Two touchdowns and three interceptions all season long when he faces pressure. Now, let me clarify here. I'm not talking about blitzes. I'm talking about when he is under pressure, usually his numbers and his production go down in a more drastic way compared to the rest of the league and its quarterbacks. So you need a strong game from Micah. You need a strong game from Marcus Lawrence and everyone that's involved in the Cowboys pass rush. And here's the good news. Cam Robinson has been decent for the Jaguars at left tackle. Juwan Taylor has been maybe better than expected at right tackle. But they don't have a Larry Mitansil up front. They don't have a guy that can line up one-on-one against Micah Parsons and hold him down for, for the entirety of a game. I don't think that the Jaguars have that. So I think this will be one of the matchups of the game and I think that's the way that the Cowboys can get to Trevor Lawrence. that's the way that you can beat him. That's the way that you can slow him down a little bit because if he's kept clean, it's a dangerous proposition for the Cowboys for the Cowboys in this game. you need to you need to definitely get some pressures in there. Now my question from me to you is from one to ten. How confident are you in the Cowboys pass rush? And you can be specific and, and talk about Micah Parsons only. How confident are you in them in them bouncing back after perhaps their slowest game or, or their worst game of the season maybe against the Texans? I don't know what the numbers actually are in terms of pressure rate, but that definitely felt like one of the first times this season in which we have had that aftertaste in which we think, oh, the Cowboys didn't rush the passer a lot against the Texans. They didn't get a lot of pass rush in. Now, granted, there weren't as many opportunities. The Texans were ahead in the scoreboard for quite a while in that game. They were running the football a lot, not a lot of pass attempts, not a lot of drop back plays. But from 1 to 10, what is your confidence level that the Cowboys can get uh, the the pass rush back on track against The Jaguars. Let's see your answers here in the chat. 2.28 says Lumen. Gregory goes with 10. Peter Rizzo goes with 7. Bruce goes with 7. So high numbers. High numbers in the show right now. Uh, 9 for Sebastian. Edward goes with 5. I'm going to go with a high answer as well. I'm actually going to go with a a higher answer. I'm going to go with 8. I think that 8 is a fair number. I think that the Cowboys... Have the best pass rush in the league beyond just the pressure rate number that, according to pro football reference, they have the highest. Uh, but I will say something. I will say something about uh, Trevor Lawrence, though. He might have these numbers when he is pressured, but that doesn't mean that he isn't good at mitigating pressure. Here's what I mean. Once he already is under pressure, maybe he has these numbers and maybe his, his level of play goes down. But one of the things that sticks out of Trevor's tape, in my opinion, is that he does a good job of not getting into that situation in the first place, even if he doesn't have one of the best offensive lines in the, in the NFL. Because he understands where pressure comes from, number one. Uh, he under- I think that he's very good against the Blitz And I don't have the numbers for you on that front. But I think that when he is blitzed, I think that he does a great job at getting into the hot routes, really identifying where it's coming from. But if he's kept clean, and usually he's not just because of his offensive linemen, but just because he plays a huge part in the Jaguars pass protection unit, you cannot let him stay clean in the pocket. Because he is deadly accurate, and even in these short throws, uh, short throws, which he has a lot of throws behind the line of scrimmage. By the way, be ready for that. Be ready for tackling, being a huge part of this game. Even in those throws, he gets them right where they need to be. There is a play towards the end of this clip. I'm gonna. Uh, oh, this is it. This is it. Look at this throw. Corner of the a corner of the. Of the end zone, not not really the end zone, but corner at the one yard line, at the pylon pretty much. What I mean is Cowboys pass rush will have to be quick on this game. They will need to get to to Trevor Lawrence quickly because he does a good job at mitigating those, those pressures. And by the way, Trevor Lawrence, one of the least pressured quarterbacks in the league, one of the lowest sack rates. In the in the NFL at this moment so it will be a, a cool matchup to see I wholeheartedly though trust the the Cowboys unit though to be competitive in this game not only because of the talent up front but as I've said all season long I think that this is one of the most dangerous units in the league because of how Mike uh, how Dan Quinn excuse me deploys his weapons let's see here let's see here. the uh, Attic says, Jacksonville will run the football and we'll have a quick passing attack the way that Houston attacked our defense. The NFL noticed zero sacks versus Houston. Now, to be fair, here's the thing. I think that the NFL has noticed for a while that this is how you want to play the Cowboys defense. However, it is difficult to do that when you're not ahead in the scoreboard. Now, This will be the case for for any team that has a great pass rush. This is what you want to get to. But hey, as long as the Cowboys get ahead in that scoreboard early in the game, you cannot stick. It's difficult to stick to that running game and and that quick game uh, when throwing the football. So that's also a key part of this game. And maybe tomorrow night we'll get more into the Cowboys offense heading into a matchup against one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL, which is kind of the least scary part of this game because the Cowboys should have the upper hand on that one. However, we know that this is a competitive game and and we need to be ready for this one. Uh, he won't have time to make those throws this Sunday says, uh, EVZ. And, And this is, this is a good point. Trevor, Trevor, uh, does a good job on these long routes. This is my favorite one, for example, uh, versus Cover Two, in what coaches call the honey hole of corner or of Cover Two. In the corner, smash concept for the Jaguars on that play. Gotta love the accuracy there for for Trevor Lawrence. The refs actually called that one an, an incomplete pass, but it was overturned. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, Lumen. <laughs> Toxic says, bet that Lumen liked those highlights. Sorry to Lumen, who's always uh, representing Titans Nation here on the show. Once Dallas scores first, says Gatera Jones, it might be an issue for keeping the lead, says Catherine Jones. This will be a fun game, but let me tell you right now, I know it's just Wednesday, but the biggest key to winning this ball game is the Cowboys getting to Trevor Lawrence. Whether that happens, because of the game script and because Trevor Lawrence needs to throw the football or whether that happens even against the Jaguars opening game plan, which could be based on quick game and running the football and all of that. Uh, They don't have a, a very good rushing attack because of their offensive line, but Hey, they're going to try. I'm sure I have to tell you that is the key to this game. That is the biggest key to this game. Doesn't matter what we will talk about tomorrow night. We, we got ahead of ourselves on this one. This is the matchup that you want to win, in my opinion. Otherwise, get ready for a high-stakes shootout, which would also be fun as heck to watch Trevor Lawrence and Dak Prescott go at it on the football field. Now, moving this conversation a little bit further, though, if the Cowboys' pass rush is not at a... At, uh, playing at a high level on Sunday, it will put a lot of stress on a secondary that is already playing De'Ron Blant, who took over Jordan Lewis's role when he got injured in week six, and Kelvin Joseph, who recently took over Anthony Brown's spot in, in the outside. And with that, I think it is a great opportunity to get into the Cowboys stat of the week. Because I think that one name that you will hear a lot on Sunday is going to be Deron Bland. Because ladies and gentlemen, the stat of the week brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net is based on the Cowboys nickel cornerback. And I think you will actually like this one a lot. So here we go. Let's get into the Freeman Mazda stat of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the premier matchups on this game will come in the slot between the Jaguars wide receiver, Kristen Kirk, who has been one of the most productive wide receivers in the league this year on the inside, will square off against De'Ron Bland, who, and this is the stat of the week, has allowed the eighth worst passer rating against NFL quarterbacks. So that means worst for the quarterbacks, not for the Ron Bland. He has allowed the 8th lowest passer rating in the slot. And that is uh, primarily because of his three interceptions this season. In limited playing time. Because at the beginning of the year, it wasn't like Bland was playing a lot. He has allowed one touchdown, three interceptions. However, and this is a key part of this conversation. He does get targeted a lot. He is one of the most targeted slot cornerbacks in the NFL. And I'm talking about the seventh most targeted if you go by snaps per target to make it fair because of him not playing over the first few few weeks of the, of the season. Trevor Lawrence has his primary weapon in the slot because Christian Kirk is the primary wide receiver on that offense. Say Jones... Also good on the outside. I think it will be a challenge to stop, say, Jones or at least to keep him from getting one of those big gainers because he is somewhat of a deep threat. But Christian Kirk is the guy Trevor wants to go to. And Deron Bland is a guy that gets targeted a lot. I don't know what the passer rating would look like if it weren't for the three picks. But Bland is among the the slot cornerbacks to allow the most yards and the most yards Per, per target in the, in the slot. Bland will be a huge player to watch on this game. My question from me to you is, who do you expect to win that battle? Christian Kirk or Deron Bland when the game is all but over? Who are you taking in this primetime matchup that is pretty well illustrated by the Freeman Mazda stat of the week. While you give me your answer, do you expect Kirk or Bland to win that particular individual matchup? Or you give me your answers, and before I give you mine, let me talk to you about the guys that brought you this stat, FreemanMazda.net. Because the ride of the week is the 2022 Mazda CX-5 2.5S Select This one starting at $29,920. It's got Apple CarPlay. It's got Android Auto, all-wheel drive, lane departure warning assist, a convertible roof, heated seats, and a miles per gallon capacity of 24 in the city. That goes up to 30. When you are in the highway, make sure that you check out the 2022 Mazda CX-5 2.5S Select over at Freeman Mazda, a family-owned business. For over 65 years. And remember, when you choose Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. Once more, that is freemanmazda.net. And they're bringing you the Freeman Mazda stat of the week. Here we go. Who are you taking? Blant versus Kirk. It's going to be a fun matchup, man. Let's see. Blant says Kathyra Jones. Lumen goes with Captain Kirk. Let's see here, he's a monster, just not like my boy Trevon Dix. <laughs> Toxic Tom says that the stat of the week is really that Kelvin Joseph has released four new tracks. Speaking of NFL players who rap, Cole Beasley is back. Cole Beasley signed with the Buffalo Bills. I don't know if you guys saw that bit of news. But hey, since the OBJ visits, the Cowboys signed T.Y. Hilton and Cole Beasley signed with the Buffalo Bills. This actually happened yesterday. I don't think that we mentioned it on, on last night's show. We had a lot to get to. Bland says Ines, Bruce says Bland, of course. Jeff says Bland. 60 to 40 Bland says Mark Andrew. I think it will be a very competitive matchup. Here's what I think. And I'm going to cheat a little bit here. I'm going to cheat a little bit here on this question. I think that Kirk gets a lot of catches, and he and he gets some yardage. But give me Deron Bland's fourth interception of the season to make it an even matchup between these two. So yeah, I'm riding the fence a little bit here, but I think that he will get some production in there. But one pick makes it go Bland's way. At the beginning, uh, at the end of the game. Bland says, Roger, uh, the receivers for the Jaguars are not all-stars. And I agree, they're not all-stars. But I do think they have some players. I think that Kirk is good. I really like I really like uh, what Kirk has done for the Jaguars this season. And for my fantasy football teams. But all kidding aside, say Jones is more of a role player, maybe. Evan Engram. Also a player to watch on this one, the tight end, because the Cowboys need to account for him. Maybe with a, with a full-time coverage player, right? Kirk will win the matchup, says Lunatic. Uh, but Dallas will win the war. I like that. I like that prediction. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, before we get out of here tonight on ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. Let's talk about the most important storyline of the Cowboys, and that would be what Micah Parsons had to say about Jalen Hurts. Ah, I'm kidding. That is a non-story, ladies and gentlemen. Don't fall into that. For those of you who missed it, (laughs) Micah was on on a podcast with Von Miller. They were talking about the MVP odds. Jalen Hurts is now the favorite to win the MVP. And (laughs) Micah said something like, oh, is it Hurts? Or is it the team? And then the media took it and ran with it. As if it was a major deal. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. First and foremost, it's Micah talking football. And uh, it wasn't in a disrespectful way. At least, I don't think that it was. And even if it was, I think that Micah knew exactly what he was doing. He was just trying to get some hype. Heading into the Christmas Eve game versus the Philadelphia Eagles. I respect it, but, uh, man, it's been crazy. The, the backlash that, uh, that that Parsons has faced after a few comments talking ball with Von Miller. Anyways, (laughs) bulletin board material says Brian Thompson, but what he said was true. (laughs) There you go. Uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if, if get, all kidding aside, like if we really get into that conversation, here is my question. Here's a question that I would ma- uh, that I would make for you. Forget about MVP for a second. Think about it as the All-Pro quarterback. Who do you think will get the All-Pro quarterback? Not award, but title, who will be named the All-Pro quarterback of this season? And when you start thinking about it that way, maybe you don't come up with the same answer. Maybe you say, "Oh, Patrick Mahomes, because he has been the best quarterback this season." At least that's where my brain goes. I think that I would vote for Patrick Mahomes to be the old pro quarterback. And here's here's what what I mean with this. Sometimes we think that the old pro and the MVP award goes to a different person. Ladies and gentlemen, it does not. I did the math last year. And since 2007, there have been 15 quarterback winners for the MVP award. The lone exception would be Adrian Peterson. But out of those years in which a quarterback won the award, it was the same as the all-pro quarterback. The first team all-pro quarterback. Because it's the same voters. So, I don't know. I think that it's going to be. I think that it's going to be Mahomes the MVP by the end of the year. Actually, took a flyer on that <laughs> today in the betting world. Once I saw that that Hurts was the was the MVP favorite, I said let me let me take a flyer on on Mahomes. But if if the Eagles win out, though, yeah, I do think the record gets some some bias in there. Uh, but I would vote for Mahomes personally. However. No disrespect to Jalen, who has been balling out this season. Like, he has been good, good. I had some questions for him. Uh, I think that he's improved a lot versus the Blitz. I think that the Eagles' offense has improved a lot versus the Blitz. They have more answers for it. It's a tough team to beat. I cannot wait for Christmas Eve, though. MLB awards are better. There, I said it. This is toxic. That's something that I actually kind of agree with. Either Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers is Kathara Jones. Josh Allen for Gregory. Yeah, because quarterback will always win MVP. So, Lenatic. Yep. Mahomes probably, says Bruce. Samuel says Mahomes. Uh, but, yeah, I wasn't even going to talk about it. But there you go. Uh, a little bit of a sideline uh, sidebar for you. But, hey, a little bit of a Cowboys catch-up, though. The Cowboys signed two players today. They signed Anthony Rush, a defensive tackle. Big-bodied, nose tackle. So, Pretty much, you can see what, what the Cowboys are doing there. They're adding some depth to have nose tackles like the one that they just lost, Jonathan Hankins, who is out for the reminder of the regular season with a chance to come back for the postseason. And they also signed Trayvon Mullen. Interestingly enough, in over the last eight days, they have signed two former second round draft picks out of Clemson University because Trayvon Mullen uh, was drafted by... Who was it by the Cardinals in 2019, and then before uh, a week before that, the Cowboys signed Mackenzie Alexander, who was drafted in the second round of the 2016 NFL Draft by the Minnesota Vikings. So two former second rounders, both out of Clemson University. I don't know if there's a connection there in coaching wise, but I thought it was an odd coincidence. Uh Trayvon Mullen, a little bit of a different player, though. I think that whereas Mackenzie Alexander is better suited to play in the slot, the Cowboys got a, a an outside corner in Trayvon Mullen. A lot of injuries to start his career. Maybe that's what got him out of Arizona in the first place. I think that he also played with the Raiders. Uh has not had a lot of, of you know uh success in the NFL up to this point. If he's if he stays healthy though. And you know, he has that height, he has the arm length, he has the speed. Uh, he, he might be developed into something bigger by, by Dan Queen. We'll see. Decent signing, and I think that the Cowboys are doing a good job of adding depth at the positions in which they have suffered plenty of injuries. And as for Anthony Rush, big bodied, no tackle, I don't have a lot of insight on him. I just know that the Cowboys wanted to get a, another nose tackle on the team so there you go they did so need to give them some credit for being this quick to sign or trade for players at positions of need I know not a big name players maybe but they added Jonathan Ankins at the deadline they added Kendall Sheffield as well they added Trayvon Mullen Mackenzie Alexander T.Y. Hilton of course is the big name right but yeah I think that it's been a different approach to previous years and it might be that they really want to go all the way. I mean, obviously, right. But they're being a little bit more aggressive is what I, what I am trying to say and more proactive when it comes to some of these injuries. And I personally, I like it. I know that it's not big names, but there are not a lot of big names out there at this stage of the regular season. Real deal says, how old is this kid? I'm 23 years old. Shout out to the real deal. Thank you for joining the show. Uh, no most Lander real deal to Samuel. <laughs> I don't think it was Lander. Maybe, maybe he was legitimately curious. Did you see? For those of you who follow me on Twitter, I tweeted out a pick on Sunday night at a at the graduation of one of my best friends from college. <laughs> and they uh ADC Sports Dallas. The, the official Twitter account quote tweeted it saying we don't condone underage drinking because I am uh holding a, a tequila shot in the picture. I thought that was hilarious. I, I still don't know who actually tweeted that out. Uh, Clemson is garbage now for some reason since Catherine Jones. That is not the topic at hand, Catherine Jones. And as a Clemson fan myself, I I will not have this lander. I will not accept it. I don't know what the reason is either way, though. Why are we bringing in Clemson Tigers? You're not even a good football school Ladies and gentlemen, this is it for tonight. Thank you for joining me. Now, nah, but all all kidding aside, PC El Fuego says, is there a drinking age in Mexico now? Yeah, there, there has to be uh, 18. 18 is the age, though. Uh, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I'm pissed off by the Clemson comments, so now I'm leaving. Now, nah, all kidding aside, this is it for me tonight on ADZ Sports Dallas Prime Time. Tomorrow, big day, because we've got the preview show, and we've also got betting the Cowboys for the season. We are 11-2. Last week's bet was Texans plus 18. Hate that we covered that, but also at least we, we've got to 11-2. So I don't know what the bet will be tomorrow night. I never know until until Thursday. Hopefully, we keep the streak going on betting the Cowboys. It's been a fun one. I I don't think that we'll have another year quite like this one when it comes to to betting. A tough betting spread as well on this game because it's over a field goal and it's on the road. Total is actually a little bit high. We'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow night. (laughs) Now, I know that you were joking, Catherine Jones. I know. I'm joking as well. (laughs) Thank you everyone for for tuning into the show. Do me a favor though, before we leave, hit the thumbs up. Let's get this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans because that's how the algorithm works. If you hit the like button, YouTube and Facebook will say, oh, people like this video. Let's put it in front of more Cowboys fans. Thank you to Katarina as well over at Facebook. Bruce, Lunatic, Ines, everyone. Thank you for joining tonight. I will see you tomorrow. Primetime. Presentado. For Freeman Mazda. Go check it out. I will see you tomorrow night. 8 p.m. Central. Bye-bye.